My name is the Reverend Marcia Shantabahan. I'm an Episcopal priest. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I live in Austin, Texas. When I was preparing academically for the Episcopal priesthood, I remember several theological conversations about the meaning of Jesus's body that was broken and given for us in the Eucharist, and that we take and eat in memorial of his death and resurrection. There are times when the mystery of Christ's real presence, as we understand it, gives me pause when I imagine what the Eucharistic prayers sound like to people outside of the Episcopal tradition. I truly wonder about this. Is Advent for everybody? Advent is within the tradition of the historic Christian church. I was reared Baptist, and Advent was not part of my tradition or vocabulary, even though I was a devout, Bible-believing Christian. As an Episcopalian, I learned about Advent as a time of joyful expectation when we anticipate the coming of Jesus Christ, born to Mary while she was betrothed to Joseph. Joseph and Mary are partnered when Jesus was born, and they were quite young. Perhaps they were teenagers. We presume that Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was unpartnered at an age when perhaps he could have been expecting grandchildren by Judean standards. Jesus was single at the peak of his ministry. This was quite unusual. Unpartnered people are not accepted as the norm in the church. Often there's speculation. Why is that person single? Are they separated? Divorced? Is the person not out? Is the person asexual? Is the person trying to figure out personal sexuality? Why does anyone need to know? Isn't it enough that a body serves God and God's people? Many years ago, when I was a hospice chaplain covering half of Massachusetts, my car was nearly hit by a large cargo vehicle during an ice storm. The smudge of large tires left an imprint across my front bumper and license plate. My car was touched, but not demolished. That close encounter with death changed my perspective on what was important in this life. Marriage and family did not seem as important as living a life filled with meaning and purpose for God and others. Still, people feel entitled to ask and gossip about why I'm still single. The thought that a unique encounter with God rearranged my priorities is never their first thought. The idea that Jesus was unpartnered and lived in the company of his disciples, family, and friends, while managing an abundant ministry, is an ideal that we forget can have meaning and purpose. In our churches, we privilege straight married couples, usually white, and families, lay and ordained. That is not who Jesus represents. Jesus' unpartnered body empowers those who are single by choice or by circumstance to serve God and God's people with grace. That Jesus is equally human and divine is a complete mystery. Jesus' body is completely unrepresented in the world before him, around him, and beyond him. The tensions that emerge for him appear when he is about 12, in the synagogue, answering questions 
and engaging in deep theological debate with adult rabbinical experts. Later, when Jesus is baptized, John the baptizer recognizes that Jesus is greater than John, and John is not worthy of baptizing Jesus. In humility, Jesus allows John to baptize his human body, and God proclaims that Jesus is one who pleases God. The physical sign is the water baptism of Jesus' humanity. The seal is God's presence, voice, and affirmation of Jesus' divinity. Jesus' body submits to John's baptism, and his spirit is elevated by God's approval. When Jesus is tempted in the wilderness, we know that his body is hungry, and his spirit fights the temptation to turn a stone into bread. When Lazarus dies, Jesus weeps because he has lost a friend, and his divinity brings Lazarus back to life. When Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion, the stress is so intense that he sweats great drops of blood, and human angst leads him to pray for a way out. And yet, his spirit submits to doing the will of God. Jesus' body is unrepresented by any other being that has or will walk this earth. What does that mean for us? For me, this observation is powerful. I am the only active woman priest of Pakistani descent in the Anglican Communion, and I find Jesus' experience to be quite comforting. Jesus managed multiple conflicting identities. Born as a baby, possessing infinite wisdom, son of Mary, son of God, human body, divine nature, son of a carpenter, king of the Jews, and others. For those of us who do not see others representing us, perhaps we, like Jesus, are called to be leaders to clear the path for others. Through his own body and its limitations, he creates for us the opportunity to fulfill limitless possibilities that are part of glorifying God through our lives. Advent for Every Body is a production of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral in Portland, Oregon. To learn more, go to www.trinity-episcopal.org.